Elon Musk wants Donald Trump back on Twitter. Danny Lay has broken her silence about the whole little baby issue. And Rihanna is bringing Fenty to Africa. Let's get into this. All right, let's start with Elon Musk. So he basically wants to bring Donald Trump back on Twitter. So he said, I don't think it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think it was a mistake. Then he goes, I would reverse the perma ban. Banning Trump from Twitter didn't end Trump's voice. It will amplify it among the right. And this is why it's morally wrong and flat out stupid. So he has a point. Uh, we know that as a, as a result of Donald Trump being banned from Twitter, that led him to start his own platform. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but he's he's launching his own platform. I heard they're doing trials. And what he's saying makes sense. Better for him not to build his own platform, but he's still going to do it. He's already full swing into it. He's going to do it anyway. But I think more importantly, um, Donald Trump being on Twitter for his campaign, that could be problematic, having him have access or the ability to, you know, there's a difference. There's a big, massive difference with having your own platform and building your own, you know, systems and having access to a platform like Twitter. It will massively aid him in his campaign. It will massively, like, you don't think about it, but he's going to be able to reach so many more eyeballs, influence so many more people being able to be on uh, on the Twitter platform. So that I think is problematic. I think it is effective. I think someone like him, his voice should be silenced and let him go and build his own platform. It's gonna take him a long time to build that platform out. Yes, he's doing a lot of grassroots work. He's doing a lot of stuff, getting people to come to his rallies and stuff like that. But I don't think people realize the impact of social media and the fact that like people don't have to Yes, it makes sense. Donald Trump has a lot of dedicated fans that are willing to leave their houses to go and see him at a stadium, you know, at his rallies, right? But those are his dedicated fans, and maybe about 10% of, of his fans are super, super dedicated to him. The others are just going to be like normal people and just want don't want to inc inconvenience themselves to have to consume con uh, Trump content. And that is, is it also applies to it's going to take him a while to build up his platform to be a platform that people want to go to every day and consume. So there is a big difference with him not being on Twitter. And I think it was a great idea. And I, So here's my issue with Elon Musk. I feel like Elon Musk is going to Donald Trump us. Everybody is so excited about Elon Musk. Everybody is so ready to praise him. Everybody loves Elon Musk. This is the problem with a capitalism. You glorify people because they're rich. You glorify them because they're hardworking and they're accomplished and because they're rich. Without understanding their morals, without understanding their mentalities, their way of life, etc. And why I think Elon Musk is problematic is because, to me, he's Donald Trump 2.0. To me, <laughs> what I see is a man that is going to... I mean, I don't know what he, I can't predict anything, but I feel as though this is, this, this just reminds me of the way we used to glorify Donald Trump until he was finally put in a position 
you know, of power, right, was he was finally campaigning for the 2016 election, and then we saw his true colors. So when it comes to Elon Musk, we don't really know him, you know, and to, to want to elevate him, fine, it, uh, Twitter is a private company, that's fine, he could do whatever he wants, but I'm just thinking about how his power is growing and how we're so willing to give him that power because he's rich. And I think that as a society, we should just question why, why do we put so much trust in wealthy people? Do we believe in their their ideologies? Do we support their mentality? Do we support them? You know, and, and Elon Musk has a lot of blind followers that are just like rooting for him. You know, personally, I know he's trying to build all these like, he's trying to build a ship that goes to Mars. I would hate to be the black person on that ship. <laughs> we hear so many times about black people going on trips, you know, with white people and they end up, they end up killed. So if you go to Mars on that trip and you're the only black person, Get ready to be used as a sacrifice. <laughs> Just saying. But all I'm saying is, and, and the funny thing about that is, because I know that I think he wants to end his life or something. At the end of his life, I think he wants to go to Mars. It's when you get on the ship and you're in the middle of space and it's time for somebody to get killed. Hey, you guys have watched all those space movies. <laughs> My point is, I don't trust Elon Musk. And not because I think there's anything bad about him. I love the businesses he's run. I love the, his mentality as an entrepreneur, but on a personal level, like what is his personality? What is he? What, what are his values? I don't necessarily trust them. This is a man. Anyway, I'm not going to get into his personal life, but I don't trust him because I don't know him, right? And I think that we should all learn from the Donald Trump mistake. We were also willing to praise and elevate Donald Trump, and look what he became. Anyway, all right. So Danny Lay finally breaks our silence after the whole. The baby incident. He called you inside. He, right. he told you to leave, was, to leave the house. It just seemed like it was a really toxic situation. Mm -hmm. That that wasn't the first time that that had happened for you. A lot of things were said. A lot of things came out that night. Um, In front of everybody. Right. We were like, I admit, we were pretty lit. I was drinking a bottle of wine, mm -hmm. like, and so it all came out on that live for sure. And. Yeah, it was very triggering and very sad. I wish it didn't happen because mm -hmm. I don't want my baby to see that later on in life. But mm -hmm. I've just learned to love myself so much more because mm -hmm. I feel like I really did love him so much that I was just giving it all to him, all my focus. I didn't even focus on my career. The past two years, I haven't really done anything with my music or nothing. It was very selfish mm -hmm. being that I just had our baby. Like, mm -hmm. it was very selfish. And Does he apologize to you? No. Really? He's just like that, though. As you can see, you see in his interview, he said, does he regret anything? He said, nope. <laughs> I feel like you waited too late. I told you back in December you should capitalize off the situation, so I feel like that's a bad move. I also feel like uh, it's a green move for, you know, your label to have you. You do drop the interview the same, the same time you dropping a new song. I feel like y'all kind of showing y'all hand. I feel like y'all should have put that together better. I also feel like, you know, before we got on your brother's ass, you were just at the London with me that whole week getting busy. And, and I also feel like you should tell them folks the real reason why I put you out is because you were stalking my other baby mama and that shit was affecting, you know, my relationship with my, with my princess, my big girl ratchetness just total ratchetness you know the baby was coming was making fun of her 
he was being petty, all that stuff. But I think the one thing that was super interesting about that interview is when they asked her about the song she made called Yellow Bone. She made the song about being light-skinned and how she's like, I don't know, a preference and, you know, social media, everybody <laughs> like called her out for colorism. And she kind of like, you know, said she was sorry and she realizes it because her kid is black, so she realizes it. <sighs> I know a lot of people are not gonna be pleased with her. Regardless, a lot of people are not gonna uh, they're not gonna forgive her. But I think, you know, this is a 27 year old woman. You know, I think when she made that song, she was around 26, 25. As far as I'm concerned, once you're 25, your frontal lobe has developed, so you have the <laughs> ability, or to be. I think you should be held accountable for what you've done. When I did drop the snippet and saw how everyone reacted, I was like. Ooh, I was like, I messed up. Mm -hmm. I messed up. I didn't super realize it at that time, and that's why I responded like defensive. Um, but it was it was a horrible mistake. It was mm -hmm. not a good moment for sure for me, and it was a hard time. In that time, like a lot was going on in my life. Like me and baby broke up that happens me and my family i was pregnant like it was just all at once so i mm -hmm. was like "Ooh, what is god trying to teach me right now because it was definitely a learning lesson for me mm -hmm. and i just want to say to everybody that i'm super sorry because mm -hmm. i it just was a mistake i i'm a dominican woman i have family members that are dark-skinned my daughter's a black girl like it just was to even speak on skin tone, like I realize how like messed up that is now. And it took her having a child, having a dark skin child for her to realize, or probably caramel skin skin child, for her to realize that, wait a minute, I can't go around bashing dark skin people. My child is dark skin. But for me, it's just sad that that's what colorism is. Like that it, it has to take you having a child for you to realize that. Um, sometimes that's just the way life is, and I don't fault her for it, but I think it's unfortunate that that's what she went around promoting. You know, I think it's really unfortunate. Um, finally, Rihanna. Rihanna posts this really beautiful picture on Instagram. Green, white, green, that's the Nigerian flag. And she announces that Fenty is opening in Africa. Fenty Beauty is opening in Africa. And one thing I think was so interesting... I love that she wore the Nigerian flag. I know, like, Nigeria is the most populous country, but I, I found it kind of interesting that she mentioned all these different African countries that Fenty Beauty is opening in, but she only wore a Nigerian flag. I know a lot of those African countries might not be too pleased about it, but hey, I'm Nigerian. I'm happy about it. Um, great to see it. I love that the business, the business is expanding and she's not leaving Africa out of the equation, which is part of my sort of strategy as well on this platform, not leaving Africa. I will be discussing stuff that happens in Africa as well. And looks good. She looks incredible in the photo. She looks incredible wearing the Nigerian colors. Love, I love that she's wearing this sort of like white rapa on her head. You know, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. She looks stunning. Um, great stuff. And we're happy to see her open in Africa. Welcome, Rihanna. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all the above. My name is Kenneth, and see you next time. Peace.